You are listening to the first track on an album called Complete Studio Recordings. It's over six hours long and it is attributed to Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. I don't grade instrumental jazz. I've taken some music classes, which range uh, composition classes, classes which range from classical to jazz. But I never really developed an ear for jazz, this kind of jazz anyway. Because it's the complete studio recordings, it's going to be alternative take followed by the actual take. So there's going to be a lot of repeats on this one. I'm, uh, I'm use, using my app, the Amazon Music Player, and I don't see where to forward. Many of these tracks are going to be in the 6 minute, 7 minute, 8 minute, 9 minute Okay, they're going to be between 6 minutes and 9 minutes long. Why? Because Art Blakey is a drummer, and sometimes near the end of the song, you're going to hear a 2-minute drum solo. I don't think it goes over very well on a recording. So if I'm not into jazz, why do I own this? Well, I wanted to learn more about it, and I own 30 jazz albums, and I never... As mentioned before, developed an ear for jazz. I learned about jazz chords and I tried to incorporate them into rock. So it's not so it's not impossible to do. It's called the chess players. It does serve a purpose for those who appreciate jazz. I don't know if anybody really appreciates jazz anymore. In the same way that I don't know if anybody appreciates classical anymore. And more recently, I don't know if there are very many people left who appreciate rock and roll. Rock anyway, I was going to say rock and roll. Or any form of rock. I think uh, jazz is important. But either you develop a love for it or you don't. And I can say, well, I dig this groove and that groove, but I'm not going to overstep my bounds. I don't know much about jazz, even though I learned something about it. I mean, I took a, I mean, apart from a music appreciation class, I took four semesters. Was it four semesters? Yeah, four semesters of music classes, and that only account, you know, that only measures up to an, an associate's, but still. And if I got more advanced, then I would analyze jazz. For a while I was grading my jazz albums, but I decided not to because I consider jazz to be the American classical. It's just as intellectually stimulating. one doesn't have to be an intellect to like it or dislike it. 
an intellectual. I'm going to get to the longest track on here. This is 11 minutes long. You know, I listened to the full five hours of this, or six hours of this, six hours plus of this, and I did find myself myself enjoying many different phases. Yeah, yes, I said phases, whatever. Many different aspects of what I heard. But not enough to make me want to get more. So... If you get one jazz album, maybe this is it. You get six hours of it, why not? That's all I got to say about that. This was a very exciting draw. This is my eighth favorite album overall. One of the only 20 albums in my collection of 1,840 albums that I give an A+. This is Paul Simon's official debut album, and it's called Paul Simon. You'll probably recognize some of these songs. Janice was singing this on her drive home after seeing her mother for the first time in several years, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's move on. This song is called Duncan. This song, uh, Duncan, is my ninth favorite Paul Simon song. Paul Simon is my 54th favorite artist. This song right here, when I first heard this album, maybe about... 25 years ago because this album was made in the 70s but still it's, there's no harm in collecting older music and there's a lot of older music in my collection but there's a section in here this is this song is only two minutes long where the Wurlitzer others walk that Maybe watch what you do. Let me see this little bit. Here's the Wurlitzer right here. To get off to sleep. I love the Wurlitzer. Love it. And he is so good at using it in other, other songs, other albums. Okay, let's move on. I think his voice is just incredible. If I can forward this a little bit, I'd like for you to hear the... I don't know if it's possible to... Oh, yes, I can. Right down here. Watch this. Oh, okay, I figured out how to fast forward here. There's this whole section right here. There's a 
This is a pretty mellow album, and there's an electric guitar solo in the middle of this, of this song. Let's see if I can get to it. I'll just move on. You'll know this one. This is my second favorite uh, Paul Simon song. Love the guitar arrangements on here. How he just layers on the guitars, the acoustic guitars. Four of them at the very end. Watch this. Listen to this. Love that. Love that. Love that. Not a, not, a, not a single bad song on this album. You know, th this shows an incredible amount of maturity. Incredible maturity over anything he ever did with Simon and Garfunkel. Not to take away from Simon and Garfunkel. They're in my, I put them in my Hall of Fame recently. But I think his musings, his uh, musicality, is more is more pronounced on this album than anything that came out of uh, Simon and Garfunkel. This is one of my favorite instrumentals of all time. Where do I put it? Eighteenth favorite instrumental of all. It's called uh, Hobo Blues, and it's only 80, only seventy seconds long, eighty seconds long. I'll get to the paranoid. I want to get to congratulations. This is the last song on the album. My second, my eighth favorite song. All right, I like it when I get something short. This is a seven-inch single by Ultravox that was included in their second album called Ha Ha Ha. I use it as a standalone. This, yes, this is Ultravox. If you never knew anything about Ultra, or early Ultravox, this is a very funny. Funny introduction to to them. This song is about about uh, 100, 100 seconds long. It's called Quirks, and it is the uh, other side of the single. Where is it? Uh, is this song here called Modern Love? I just realized I could play both of these songs in their entirety because they both come in under five minutes. So let's talk about Ultravox. As mentioned, uh, <clears throat> this song, single was included in the initial pressings, vinyl pressings of uh, Ultravox's 1978 album, their second album, called Ha Ha Ha. And The thing about these two tracks, Quirks and Modern Love, is that they they didn't fit onto the bipolar ha-ha-ha. Yes, ha-ha-ha was very unusual album. There's some really raucous punk on there. Uh, but there's also a couple of nice ballads. And somehow, these two songs did not fit directly onto the album. So they came... Uh, in a separate, as a separate single. Uh, this is 
perform live, except it sounds more up front, doesn't it? Alright, that's Modern Love. Let's go back to Quirks because I want to play, play that one in, in its entirety. Let's go back to Quirks. Here we go. So, if you knew anything about Ultravox, you would know them from when Medjur took over and turned them into a chart-bound group. Under John Fox, who founded the group, he they did not chart anywhere, and their label Island dropped them. Uh, two of the oh no, it was just it was just Billy Curry. Billy Curry was a violinist for this punk band for Vox, and he they were all out of work, so he went on. He he joined a group called Visage that was forming. That's where he met Midjure. And the two of them, and then Billy Curry invited Midjure to join Ultravox. And under Ultravox, uh, 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 under Midjure, they became wildly successful. The group, this group, uh, this version of Ultravox, which released for three albums, um, came home from their U.S. tour. Can't imagine they packed with packed any of the arenas uh, arenas what am I talking about any of the any of their concert halls wherever in the world they played but when he came home John Fox decided he, he, he announced that he wanted to go solo all right you know I may not make it to the entire five minutes here so I'm just gonna end it now that was a beat. Hold on. Skip this. Hold on a second here. Okay. What you, what you heard was Quirks and Modern Love. It's a very rare 7-inch single. If you come across it, it may be available as bonus tracks for or for the album Ha Ha Ha. It's also available on a bootleg that I have of the BB Sessions of John Fox. Somehow, so, somehow it find, found its way onto uh, the... Um, BBC sessions, mm. but uh, that's one advantage of the MP3 age is that all these songs you thought were long gone, they suddenly come up, and so look for Quirks and Modern Love on Ha Ha Ha. There we go. This is an album by former Wall of Voodoo frontman Stan Ridgway. And the first track on the album is my 12th favorite instrumental of all time. It's called Heat Takes a Walk. And after hearing this song when I first bought this album, I thought this was going to uh, be very telling of what was going to be a magnificent, beautiful album.
I play this in its entirety. Let's get to the rest of the album. This is called Heat Takes a Walk. Let's find that, find that song. I would highly recommend that song. Then it goes into a very nice song. It's in the same vein. Uh, old coffee shop at 3 in the morning kind of sound going on here with a song called Lonely Town. And uh, I don't mind Stan Ridgeway's voice. I like to imitate it once in a while. Skip ahead so I can just do to do just that. Long intro. They all say that it's a lonely town. Okay, this is a great song, and then this is the single off. There's some good stuff on here. It's just nothing really stands out apart from the two, the first two tracks for me. I think he has some nice stories. I think uh, he, Stan Ridgeway does like to tell stories. No harm in that. This song about smuggling called Going Southbound. That's the single off the album. This And this song called Dogs. Give this album a B plus. Cause I don't mind dorkiness, but I think this is a little bit too dorky in some spots. I think he could have I don't think I wouldn't say that his voice grates at any time. And this is a silly story, a song called Can't Complain, where this guy's just talking to a friend and he's whining. And I'll give the story away. The whiner gets crushed by a piano. So he's creative. Appreciate that. And this is a song about an affair called Peg, Peg, and, Pier, Peg and Pete and Me. And it's a song about a uh, called Newspapers about uh, being a reporter and and not being appreciated. No, I say there's there's reason to believe that Stan Ridgeway is one of the artists who defines the 80s sound. And there's a lot of good production value on here. Song called Last Honest Man. Now, even though I say that the first two songs on the album are, are terrific, this is a nice ending. It's called A Mission in Life. And, I, and if the middle seven songs were up to the caliber of the first two and the last song on the album, I would consider it a, a must-buy. But this, this is a nice song about a bar owner, and he's... Giving people a message. Mosquitoes, that's the name of the album. B plus. <laughs> 